Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bowlology Report. Damien Fleming. Brad Hodge. Special guest time. And we've got the favourite Hussey brother, <laughs> David Hussey, Mr. T20 Cricket. Yeah. They called him in the day. Yeah. Hey, Huss, welcome to the Bowlology Report. Thank you. You're yeah. a keen listener? Very much so, yeah. Download it all the time. Love it. You've, I tell you what disappoints me a lot about D Huss, though. Mm. Doesn't sneak up much on the social media self-promoter award. No, he doesn't Mr. Actually. Cricket does. Yeah, Mr. Cricket's pretty big, but uh, Bomber, brother of Mike, um, <laughs> ah. that's his nickname. Or oh, was, I didn't know that. was his nickname later on. Um, but yeah, he's not so much a self-promoter. He's a sneaky promoter the way he goes about his stuff. He's pretty cool like that. And, and you too, obviously T20 geniuses. Um, who, who was I'd the say player? we're probably geniuses in all formats, to be honest. <laughs> Um, we well, getting... you played six tests between you. <laughs> we were undercut. We were, house, we were undercut short of our lifespan, but that's all right. Um, first, first guest of the summer too, which cool. is pretty cool. Privileged. Yeah. yeah. yeah so D Huss, we're obviously <coughs> going to talk about current issues <coughs> in the cricketing world. Bit of entertainment. We're also going to have this is your cricketing life with David Hussey. So you'd be <laughs> ready for some of the questions. Oh, and there's some. Uh, Twitter questions for you as well. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, but first up, boys, what about just wrapping up that T20 cricket series against India? Um, King Kohli, when it was uh, there to be won, certainly put his hand up there. We were talking about last week, D-House, there's almost no away game now for the Indians, wasn't it? The Aussie boys are getting booed. But just wrapping up the, the actual series, firstly, you know, how good Kohli is and... How big his impact will be in the Test Series? Yeah, he's phenomenal, isn't he? He's least from the front. His record chasing is incredible. And just never... The game really never got far ahead of himself, you know. He always kept it in check. And just to finish off the last... Or the penultimate over, just to... Six off the last over. Too Boom. easy. Yep, perfect calculation. And he played good cricket shots. That's what I like about him. Hey, do you reckon... Oh, do you reckon India would be... You know, Shikhar Darwin, who's yeah. in great form. Mm. Will the Indian selectors be half thinking, oh, why didn't we keep him for the Test Series? Is he actually in the Test squad? No. He's not. No. They might actually... They might whack him back in there. The, the form that he showed was incredible. Uh, and he's actually... I guess they're probably thinking that he struggled in England a little bit, but England's a lot different to Australia. He's he's a serious cricketer, and it looked like that... that he has actually, a bit of a question mark on he, the way he plays the short ball, but the boys, I know they couldn't bowl that many in one-day cricket and T20 cricket, but he, I tell you what, he was bombing them over square leg. Yeah, well, him and Rohit Sharma, the first oh, couple of shots, just got yeah. dispatched into the stand, square of the wicket. So I don't think there's a, an issue with the short ball. What I liked was his... Courage when Mitchell Stark took the ball in the third T20 and just thought, right, I'm going to have a piece of this. Yep. I, I thought that was pretty 
courageous and, and I thought something which the Indian selectors might look at and go, we just might keep him here for a little bit longer, actually. Um, now, what about the Australian, mainly the batting lineup, Huss? You know, it's, well, not quite. We've got a 50 over World Cup over in England, but a lot of the T20 boys are in the running. You know, what did you like at a batting unit? And, and, and has there been any questions answered going forward that most of these guys will be in the top six? No, I didn't like too much, if I'm brutally honest. Uh, I don't think they've settled on their best squad. I don't think they know where to back Chris Lynn. I don't think they mm. know which is the best opening combination. Um, I think their good players uh, aren't making runs. I think we move far too much around the, uh, the crease in order to get a stable base. You have to be nice and still. Um, and then I thought the playing of, uh, against the spin was poor. Yeah. It's a lost art of hitting it down the ground for ones and twos. And then once you get yourself in, then you can hit over the top. But we always, we seem to go hit or miss, go for sixes or nuns. It's a, it's a fine line and I'd like us to focus this thing down. The well, they got a point. bit of uh, criticism from us ex-players and, and Usman Khawaja questioned the ex-players saying that, that they practice a lot of these innovative shots. But probably my question for Usman is, no, we love innovation, but we want the execution to be better. Oh, and the for basics like as well. Ben basics, McDermott, who got yeah. a good 30, but the other two innings, uh, he, he must have tried four or five sweeps and missed them all. I think that's probably where Warney and uh, Usman got caught up in that sort of you know, argument about the past and present. I think the one thing that Warney was trying to allude to is that, hey, you've got to get the basics right before you expand your game as well. When I think of reverse sweeps and laps and all that sort of stuff, the guys that come to my mind are the English. Mm. Yep. But, but, you know, Joss Butler and also Owen Morgan, who are extremely good at it and good against spin, also have the ability to hit the ball wherever they want in front of the wicket. So for us, we're sort of missing that point. And I think I'm, I'm with Huss there in the fact that there is a lot more negatives in our batting lineup than actual positives. The, the thing that's so who knows where they're, they're batting in that lineup? No, A is roll. So, I mean, this is a thing which has happened in T20 cricket where we look for matchups, and that matchups in T20 cricket are more profound than in test or one day. Yeah. Yeah. I said a couple of weeks ago, Dave, that you were one of the best, well, was the best player that I love to bat with in terms of partnership cricket as our relationship when we were at the crease worked. Yeah. Well, one, he was a lot better player at spin than I was. And I was probably a lot more aggressive to the quicks, and that allowed us to build a partnership. Yeah. In our lineup here, we've got we. The thing that showed to me is that we still got players who can't play spin, and when we're hiding someone like Chris Lynn, and also McDermott, who's a top order player, we're in big trouble. We're not going to move forward when we're going to play eight yeah. to ten overs of spin every t- every time we play. We're lucky you only faced eight because it was in yeah. Australia. But we've got some very big issues in that middle So selection-wise, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you talked last week in 50-over cricket that we're picking too many opening batsmen and number three. Mm. So they're generally going to be the leading run scorers in the Big Bash and in the JLT. So you pick, oh, they make the most runs. But are they the best um, number six to come in and face 12 balls in T20 cricket or bat the last eight overs in 50-over cricket? I still Mm. think there's real specific roles for players like that that can come in and strike at possibly 200. Well, this is a real big issue when you've got people who haven't played the game selecting players who are going to play that game. I think this is a big issue in the selection of all the criteria. I'm not sure Trevor Holmes or whoever's picking the sides has any clue what it is like to be in a vulnerable position in number four. Number four in T20 cricket is the hardest oh. place to bat. Yep. The hardest. So that's where I commend Huss on his... 
we'll pick you we'll pick your story later on. But <laughs> number four is the toughest. You generally come in either with one over left in the power play, so you've got a decision to make then whether you take it on oh, I like or you, you sort of rein it in and tell your partner, let's, let's just get to the six. Then you get to the six and the best spinner comes on anyway. You're going to face Rashid Khan. Good luck, son. They're trying to score at eight to ten and over. So they're the issues we sort of find. So And that's the relationship's... I don't think we've found in any of our T20 cricket for a long, long time. But also game strategy as well. So you might face a Rashid Khan, you might take your medicine there with him, full well knowing that, hey, I've got two overs of a part-time or a, a medium pacer to come. I might try and attack him and get 15, 20 off the over and play good cricket shots that way. But I don't think the game strategy in the amazing in the Australian It's interesting game. that, though, I know years ago we'd talk about, you know, if we got 40 off a Kirtley Ambrose, that'd yeah. be a bonus. Mm. Um, and Rashid Khan's probably the same, but it's interesting, if you're getting a lot of singles, the bowler can get frustrated as well. And then all of a sudden, he might try something different. And that's where the boundary comes in. But if there's a lot of dot balls, mm. particularly if they're high-risk shots, the bowler's thinking, I don't need to do anything different here, yeah. and I'm well and truly in the game. But that, that, that's an interesting chat there, boys. Um, and what about, what about the um, leading into the, the, the test squad that they've chosen, 14 players... You'd imagine that probably P-City and uh, and Tremaine will probably miss out there. What does Biddy miss out, actually? I thought he did a pretty good job in, uh, you know, in the UAE. And his statistics are actually really good. So if you go on the same argument as Aaron Finch carrying his form over, you know, I know the big dogs oh, yeah, are there, it's... Cummings, Hazelwood and Stark. It sounds great and it's, mm. invo- it's <clears throat> exciting. But if you get picked and do your job, why don't you hold your spot? Yeah, I think he averaged 80 with the ball, though, didn't he? Was it? Since, yeah. 80? Yeah. Oh, we need, He's economical, we though. I thought that was with the bat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they might be thinking, do we need... But I think when the big boys are, are, are fit and Ready going, go. they'll, they'll go with those. But it's that the, the extra spot, isn't it? Um, mm. With that squad, what, what would be the top six that you would have chosen... Having said that, you know, obviously we've had a day of shield cricket. Well, I'm not, I'm not even sure why the squad was chosen before that this early. round. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would have liked to have seen uh, some more performances in this round. We've seen Joe Burns. I think he was on 70 not out overnight. Um, so there's an opener we were crying out for. Um, you know, I would have liked to see. I thought he was Marcus, a bit unlucky, Burns. Yeah, yeah, Marcus Harris had gone. Let's see how everyone had gone. Peter Hanscom. I just think it's a bit premature. I think there were still spots up for grabs and. I'm not sure what side they're going to go with because to me it looks unbalanced and unsettled. Um, but yeah. that's the way it is in the current state of state of play. I like seeing Shield players score runs under pressure. As in, if they haven't, the squad hasn't been announced. Therefore, hey, you're still a chance. You know, people who make runs, mm. they can actually survive at the next level. So I tend to agree with you there. But for mine, Finch is opening the batting with Harris. Kawadra at three, which sort of lengthens the batting order. So Sean Marsh can bat four. Um, Travis Head or Peter Hanscom five, then Mitchell Marsh at six. It's, it's a reasonably well-balanced team. Are you worried with that many left-handers with, with Ashwin, or do you just go with your best? You just got to go with the best, and yeah. um, unfortunately, yeah, they do uh, bat on the wrong side of the bat, but <clears throat> Ashwin's going to turn the ball. He's going to be a good bowler for us, but we've got to find a way to score runs. It doesn't matter who they are. You've got to find a way. Good players score runs, yep, don't they? Yep, I agree. And Travis Head made a duck in his first innings. Besides that, you know, he got going, didn't he, with yeah. one fifty or seventy odd. He's a good player, mate. Good. He's had two. He's had two or three good seasons in Shield cricket, and, and probably roughly deserves a spot somewhere in the first eleven. And what about uh, India? So they've got a practice match against Cricket Australia eleven. Are you, are you coaching that? 
Aren't you the Cricket Australia well, 11 coach? I, I'm not sure what happened. Is that, that on LinkedIn? Darren Holder and uh, I sort of hit a brick wall. I took their Cricket Australia 11 to a successful one win out of Who'd you beat? 16 games. Who'd you beat? Can't even remember. It wasn't even that exciting. Tasmania. It was Tassie, was it? Yeah. Well, there you go. Huss even remembers. But uh, I sort of hit a brick wall. They must have had a look at the win-loss ratio and thought, well, Hodgie's not the man to take our youngsters <laughs> forward. So back to the drawing board. But was there any Channel like... 7, here I come. There we go. There we go. Cricket Australia's <laughs> lost. Channel 7's game on the big bash. Um, what about the... The Indian batting, though, that, that, that's an interesting one, I reckon. That, like, besides Kohli, there's fine players, <coughs> aren't there, in that, that squad? But I, I don't know that they've been in career-best form coming into this tour. KL Rahul, he's a class player for mine. He's the one that sets up the whole Indian team with Kohli, of course. This new kid, Shaw, I'd like to see him yep. play. Uh, saw him play in the Nets the other day, and he looks... Uh, yeah, Goes quite, after them. Quite a good player. Square of the wicket. Yeah, he's, see how he plays his style of game in Australia. The ball bounces a bit faster, mm. a bit higher. See how he plays his, or see how his game adapts to the Australian conditions. But like you say, it's going to be their batters be our bowlers. I think it's going to uh, win, win the... Because guys like Rahane, you know, have been fine players, but their, their, their career has just yeah. been on the decline a little bit. No Darwin there as well. And, but they're quick scorers. I mean, if you go to the keeper, Rishabh Punt... Punt, they will actually, if the wickets don't have a lot in them, my worry is they've got about three or four guys that could score hundreds of 80 balls. Well, they will be flat, won't they? There'll be a direction from of most of the administrators to make sure that the, the game goes for five so he days. Kn- he knows everything. This I point. know that. Um, you know, they want the TV rights, they want the publicity, so there'll be a direction for sure to make sure that this, these games go to the last one. How much will they miss the all-rounder? Oh, Hardy Pandya, what a player he is. You know, he's, uh, we know how important an all-rounder is, someone like Andrew Flintoff and that, that can just compliment, yeah, Ben Stokes. It just compliments your team, um, gives you an X factor, a little bit of a a rest for your quicks as well. That's why we need to see a little bit more out of Mitchell Marsh with his bowling, you know. So that's the issue that we have. We pick the all-rounder and never make him an all-rounder. He's a batter. So, you know, he's, a, he's an X-factor, uh, Hardy. I think before he got injured, he got, he got a five-for in uh, It reminds Lawrence, me of Stokes it? a bit. Is, I don't think they'll average 45 with the ball and 20, uh, 45 with the bat and 25 with the ball. But just watching Stokes against Sri Lanka, and we'll talk about that later, you know, just when the spin's doing well, he comes and bounces a few batsmen out. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's only twofer, but it's an important twofer. Yeah, but he changes the tempo of the game. Like you said, he yeah. runs in and bowls, bounces, sets a deep fielder, and actually changes the batsman's uh, thought process. Oh, how am I going to get through this little period? And most importantly, gives the steamers, the uh, three fast bowlers, a good chop out, a bit of a respite, and then they're fresh and ready to so go. So that's what India won't have. And it also mm. cuts them a bit short, potentially, just playing the one spinner with the three quicks. So they're, they're going to miss that, that, that option if one quick's bowling badly. You know, a number six who's, who's a handy test bowler. Very, yeah. It's a, it's, look, I'm not sure who they're going to put in that number six position where they put the... Well, they're talking about the Sharma, who's been there and dropped easily four or five times, hasn't yeah. he? Well, for me, it's a bit of a question whether you play uh, Rahane versus Rohit Sharma. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me, Rahane is not a... I don't think he's going to win the series out here, but I think Rohit Sharma, if he actually gets going, can win the series. But 
Hey, if you keep nicking Josh Hazelwood to the wheel keeper, you know, <laughs> you're not having right. much of an impact, which we've seen that before when he's come out here. It was either LB or caught behind. So. Isn't Rahane the vice-captain? He yeah. is, but Mitchell Marsh is our vice-captain. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay in the side for too long, does it? So all I'm saying is that Rahane is a, he's a great player, yep. good-looking player. But, you know, if you, if, you, if you mix that order around and get a Shikadawa on him who can make 200 in the first two sessions... Uh, you know, you've already got Pujara there. Rahane is an accumulator. So you've got two accumulators around, too, yeah. around Virat who loves to get on strike, loves to dominate the game. I think you've got to compliment him with another stroke maker in around that number, number five position. Talking about Coley, how he doesn't leave anything to chance. Did you, did you see the reports in the nets up there in Sydney? Um, he actually went and batted down the other end where the bowl, fast bowlers' pitch marks were and he got... Got throwdowns and off spinners into the rough there. Jeez, I love that. Yeah, fantastic. Good innovation. I'm sure you would have done that in India. In your... I've actually done that a couple of times, especially in Sydney. Uh, just for us locals that went up to Sydney, when it was a dust bowl, yeah. um, a lot of the training techniques that... I don't think it was Stillman who came up with it. I think it was uh, maybe Hodge. Dino. Oh, it might have been Dino, maybe. I reckon. But we, we actually did do that sort of training. It was 20 years ago, maybe before our time. Uh, maybe it was video recorded. But we did because we knew that uh, we were going to face Matthews and Freddie Freeman on a dust bowl day four and five. So we did need to get that practice because down here it didn't turn much yeah. at all. It was just more just skidding under the stumps. You didn't see many good spinners. So for us, that's a good training technique. But I King mean, Coley just setting the standards again, isn't well, he? He's ticking his boxes, isn't he? He's, he's, he's obviously... No surprises in the game. Nah. He's been... Doing that, D Huss. Yeah, he's a class player, and that's why his record's phenomenal. And what about uh, the fire captain, who's come back into prominence in the social media self-promoter award, uh, Bradley? <laughs> uh, the pup, he said about the Aussies, we're not going to win shit. Did he swear? Uh, yes, on radio. Well, how's he going to get a job in media if he keeps doing that sort of stuff? You know? I don't know. On radio. He's the king of Indian yeah. TV, though. He's doing a great job over there. But, he is, he but the, the um, reference was that if we we just play like nice guys right. and don't keep that aggressive edge, we're not going to win SHIT. Okay. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's professional sport, and you've probably got to be on, more on the aggressive side than you do on the timid side. I'm not sure Pup's in a position to comment on whether we're going to win being aggressive or timid. I, I would have thought that Justin Langer as the leader of this squad knows yeah. exactly what you need to be to get out there and perform the best yeah. of your abilities when you cross that line. He was a pretty hard character. And you don't want to see Justin Langer's eyes spinning. No, you don't. That's a pretty fearful um, sight. Look, maybe, maybe Pup's just got to the gym one too many times <laughs> and pumped a bit of iron and thinks he's a bit bigger and tougher than what he is. Is he wasting his time on his legs? Oh, he's more an upper body. He is, he is. But he's looking big in the uh, you know the polo shirts that he's got there, pup. So, I don't know. Maybe some juice is affecting his, the way his I brain did cells enjoy, operate. I did enjoy the, uh, we'd rather be respected than liked. I did enjoy that part of it. So, play good, hard, aggressive cricket, but not verbal or attack. Just that. Body language, play our brand of cricket. What's that look like then, Huss? I mean, really, we, I think it's we're, hard a bit, to define. we're yeah. a bit caught short, aren't we, in, in telling uh, the public what that actually is going to look like. Well, I mean, Faf called us tame. Yeah. For we don't want to be labelled tame, do we? Running and bowling hard, fast, good areas, consistent discipline bowling and not allowing the opposition to score, mm. taking our catches, 
doing everything right in the field and, and actually executing all skills 100%. Yeah. That's my definition of it all. Whether Not, you feel good, whether you're behind, yep. you're always trying to shift momentum and your if it's way. A, difficult wicket when you're batting, right, you are not going to give your wicket away. You're going to protect the rest of the team in order to get a big score for your team. That's my definition. So your of coaching is coming hey, out. Well, we, we would have liked actually facing the Queenslanders when they were a bit timid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or tame. No. <laughs> there was none the, of that when we were up, up to the, the Gabbatoir. And, and A, if, you, if, if you're lucky enough to get the 20 or 30 and Porky Parker in five, if you miss one high in your pads... You cop the barrage from the rest of the team anyway for that 30 that you got. So, where's that? Where are those days? Oh, oh, the worst. Well, it started with the big the big fellas, didn't it? Hados oh, started. He oh, kicked yeah. off Jimmy Ma. Stewie Law was always there. Then the only person that didn't say anything was Martin Love. But we actually hadn't heard Lovey talk for the best part of a decade anyway. <laughs> I believe he slept for half the game in the slips. <laughs> He actually fell asleep. Well, what Chuck used to call him Sleepy Luke, didn't yeah. he, or something like that. I don't know. I think Chuck was generally encouraging to opposition <laughs> players. We, we may get Chuck on here. Um, what did you think about um, JL catching up with uh, Stephen Smith and Dave Warner, and so much so that the boys actually faced the Australian quicks in the nets? Are we happy with that? Me? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, I like it. I think uh, these two guys have probably been punished enough, and it's nice to be able to get some... Feedback from the coach you're going to be playing for in the next sort of five week, five months or so. So, no, I like that from JL. That's I think the bigger one is, uh, sorry, there is, uh, I suppose, Dave Warner, who is generally, he's the one that polarises. You know, some people saying, you know, he shouldn't come back into the team. But for Justin Langer to catch up with him, yeah. that suggests to me that Langer sees that as a positive. He reckons he could get the best out of him. So... You know, for a guy that averages close to 50, surely that benefits the Aussie team. Yeah, and hopefully it's a bit of communication, what's going to go on or what's going to unfold in when, once their suspensions have finished. And I think it gives the, the players an opportunity to vent as well to the, the new head coach of Australia and um, get a few things off their chest and what they want to achieve when they get back into the international arena. Hodge, you're, captain, uh, sorry, you're coaching the Victorian cricket team. And Finch gets named as uh, opening batsman or mm. potentially for Australia. Yep. Do you bat him at three or open him up? Yeah, look, we were, I was talking to uh, Dirk Nanners about this yesterday while doing our uh, Channel 7 stuff for my only form of employment, which was pretty cool. Um, and someone who has a pretty good opinion on this was Simon Kadich, actually. You know, he's always got strong opinions on cricket and stuff. And, he was of the agreeance in terms of backing Andrew McDonald in saying that, uh, you know, I think Finch should bat wherever the coach of Victoria wants him. That's what's progressed him to play test cricket. We know, I've seen both sides of it. I can understand both sides of it. That, you know, to, to try and compliment Australian cricket, Finch probably needed to open this game. But with a, The one that put it over the line for me with a potential opening partner. Yeah but, yeah, but he doesn't actually even know if he's open the batting or not. The public doesn't even know. Maybe Andrew McDonald does. But I'll tell you this. The relationships have been scarred over the last year and a half between States and Cricket Australia. Ooh, From the playing groups to the rest of it, you probably know a bit more husk. But um, this is what I, I know. Well, we don't want this. We, no, we, we don't. Trust. Well, it was one team, but it wasn't one team. It was a fractured team. Yeah. Um, and I guess Justin's trying to put that back together. But, but it takes and the time. new role 
from yeah. Paddy Howard, you'd think it would have to have a big... So I'll say it from Andrew McDonald's point yeah. of view. Andrew McDonald, uh, we discussed this, and he said, look, um, you know, what they choose to do with their team has got... That's their choice. My team, for the last two or three years, Finchie's been batting at four and five, and he's developed into a good player batting at four and five. If he had it open for those two years, he probably would have averaged 15, and he's out of the team. But we had two good openers, and he had the luxury of finding a spot there. And then he finally gets picked for Australia. They've picked the side. What they choose to do with it, it's their call. Did they communicate with Andrew McDonald before they picked the team? Yeah. Probably not. But well, the point is, if Finchie was no going to open the UAE, then he should have opened last season for Victoria. Is that correct? Correct. You know, if they had him opening the batting... Then he should well, have opened last they year. They didn't know what was going to happen in South Africa. Warner be opening, and I'd suggest that Finch wouldn't have been on that tour. I think Finch got picked to play Test Cricket because he had a successful county season. That's and I where was think. he batting in that period? Middle order. Four and five. Okay. So he's put together should a really we put good our resume. State teams into the county system. <laughs> I think it's a look. It's a catch twenty-two. Yes, you probably. Well, they found a, a, a sort of a middle ground, isn't it? Batting yeah. three. Well, maybe so we're saying, I, no, David Boone used to bat three for Tassie and open for Australia. Justin Langer, Simon Cattage. Yeah. Well, maybe he can bat there at number three in the test match. Maybe that's what Langer said, batting the three and we can bat him there. I'm not sure. No one seems to know how this test side's going to pan out and what it's going to look like. Word on the streets, Finch going to open. Um, and that's probably why yeah. you know, they instructed him to open. Because as you said last week, there's a case for him to bat in the middle order too. Yeah. But Finchie actually said to to Ronnie, um, "Mate, you just you bat me wherever I want." Yeah. Like, that was a great response. I'll do whatever the team needs. Yeah. If you Good. want me to bat there, I'll bat there. No problem. Oh, so, yeah, he's, and, so he's in a pretty comfortable headspace with what's in front of him down the track. And we don't want to date this podcast too much, but Huss, what did you make of day one? Shield. Not many guys put their hand up, but one was Peter Hanscom. I mean, Finch did well. Evidently, it was a green seamer, and to get fifty. I don't think he'll be playing on a pitch in Adelaide. They'll be doing as much of that. So that's a good sign for Finch. But Hanscom, um, he certainly just keeps putting, pushing pressure up there to, to play. Yeah, it's good. And apparently from all reports, he played very well. The 80 runs, which is pretty much half the uh, first innings of the Victorian team. So from all reports, he played very well. Technique was nice and tight. He had a good defence, let the ball go well. So I think his game's in, in good, or, good order at the moment too. But what I liked about it is he had a good partnership with Finch. So yeah. maybe maybe that dynamic actually will help the Australian team. Not Maybe not in the first test if Pete doesn't get selected, but maybe in the next test after that. And what about... Sorry, you're going to say something? No, I was just saying it's it's good news. Um, yeah. But, and you were talking about the difference between batting at the Gabba and a green seaman in India, um, playing India Adelaide. in Adelaide. There's a big difference as well between Feldman, Nessa and Steckity to Boomerah. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Ishan Sharma mm. as well. So, you know, that's a big step up. That's why it's called Test Cricket. Whether it's green or not, it's a step up. See, this is why we've got him on here. Calls it how he sees it or sees it as he calls it. <laughs> um, uh, one guy um, who I believe was close to making his Test Match debut a few years ago and they went with Nick Maddinson, Kurt Patterson, who scored 100 on debut as a teenager and has been reasonably consistent um, without scoring hundreds. So he got 100 yesterday and not a big total there. So just good to see another state batsman. Just it hasn't been mentioned in reports there. But, you know, he's 25. He's played for a long time now. Um, I'm not saying put him in this summer, though, but punch out a massive year. Punch out a 1,000 months. I'm loving that. With hundreds. What's his record? 
Yeah, average is about 40 or yeah. 38 for New South Wales. He, like Damien yeah, but, said, oh, that's good enough high. for a game this day. He should be captain. Yeah, he should be captain. Yeah, but he has a great work ethic. And just put this on the record. People who don't work hard in Shield cricket, you don't go anywhere. Everybody works exceptionally hard or you don't go anywhere. But Curtis... There you go, kids. Yeah, there you go, kids. But Curtis, I like how he's batting. Number three, he's a very consistent performer, so maybe we've got a future number three in the next two or three years. Uh, and what about the quicks? I mean, Jai Richards just gets eight for bowling very, very fast, and the Wacker have got some really good uh, young quicks, haven't they, like Green and Kelly and Moody didn't even get a game here. Um, but it's sort of the one skill we, we've got an abundance of. We'd rather batsmen getting 200s <laughs> there. But it, but for me, uh, it just says our fast bowling stocks are, are really, really strong. Very strong, actually. I mean, uh, we've hit know, five, five fast bowlers out of the 14. Yeah. And, uh, and there's no Patterson from Victoria. There's no yeah. Richardson. Well, we're screaming out for performances, Stanley. aren't we, yeah. from our batting group? Yet yeah, we've got a guy in Chris Tremaine who got 60 or 50 wickets and 50 wickets the last two years, can't even get a game. That's probably like averaging 65, I would have yeah. thought, in shoot yeah, cricket. So we have got some skill there. Um, our bowling group actually looks very strong. And uh, with some skill coming up, as you said, young Moody is a serious talent as well. He's only coming back from injury, I think. Yeah. I like the Tazzy's young quicks too. Yeah. You know, Bell, no, there's Rogers. Some, there's some quicks around. And look, that might be a product of why our actually batting group is actually struggling. Maybe the competition got a good between group. bat and ball is actually pretty good. Um, but... Oh, look, I just don't think that any any of us batters, unfortunately, who, are, who needed to average 50 to get a game, yeah. can sit there and be happy about people averaging 32 and thinking that they're going pretty well. Well, just on that, we caught up with uh, James Brayshaw, and I believe they're going to do it on the Channel 7 coverage first test, but he, he just made a little list of um, the first test match against the Poms, 98-99. The batting order was Taylor, Slater, Langer, the two wars ponting. Um, I might have got 71 not out there. But, um, <laughs> but these are some of the batters that didn't get a game, Huss. Elliot, Kadich, M. Hussey, Hayden, Blewett, Hodge, Bevan, Lehman, Siddons, Gilchrist, who probably could have played as a batter, Simons, Martin, Moody. There, there's no love, Ma, Cox or Hills. Mm. Wow. Some good names. When you talk about, you know, who's unlucky not to get a game in that first test match, there's not a lot of batsmen in Australia who'd say that they're unlucky. <laughs> they're, they're, there's 14 unlucky batsmen. So why is it? I don't think we're going to be answer, able to answer it quickly today, but it's amazing, isn't it, that there was an era where, um, you know, our third 11 top six would yeah. have done a competent job at international level. Yeah, well, I mean, that shows when, uh, you know, that Australia A concept versus Australia showed that that was a serious competition. Yeah, yeah. And if you actually just have changed caps, uh, you could easily say that the, the B-grade team was the A-grade team. Uh, you couldn't certainly say that now, but like, like in any sport, you're going ups and downs and the roller coaster fluctuates up and down. And I think right at the moment, you know, we're at a, a bottom of the trough um, for our batting group especially, and also our cricket team. You know, really, we haven't won any series of note for a long, long time. Um, and that was one of the things which actually never got brought up. Our, our record on the road was pretty much to this, close to awful. <laughs> um, and maybe it needed some form of uh, activity. I mean, John Scholes brought in a, you know, no drinking when we went away because yep. we'd won five out of 63 games on the road. 
We even want a yeah, series A to C. Right oh, absolutely. Because I'm not sure we. Uh, I'm not sure what the problem is. Where it's come from, coaching. Whether it's come from uh, the state of play in in Australian cricket. Whether it's dropping wickets. I'm not sure what the answer. Yeah, is. Yeah, decline of older players playing grade cricket. Bowlers yep. are bowling less. Shield cricket. You know, guys are coming in for a game or uh, for an innings, mm. not playing. I mean. This is what I think needs to be debated, doesn't it? For the person coming into that role, that high-performance role, is how we get back to at least having three unlucky batsmen for mm. each test match. Negatives, I tell you what, positives. What about the women's, Australian women's cricket? Yeah. How strong is that We've going? got some to cheer about, absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, credit to Sean Flegler and Matthew Mott who have got them over the line, which is pretty cool. They were unlucky last time. Yeah, they were. And, uh, you know... I, well, I was worried about the semi because of the final two years ago yeah, against yeah, the yeah. West Indies girls. Yeah. And, yeah. really, that, the one little hiccup against India, and obviously Alyssa Healy didn't bat in that. She, mm. she was concussed. But the um, player of the tournament, she was on fire, wasn't she? So to miss her... After, how do you run into your premier fast bowler anyway? What, what's going on? What, what's the fast bowler doing? You know, as soon as it goes as soon up, as the ball went up, I ran away from it. <laughs> we Let might have to show Megan Shoot We might have to show Megan Shoot what she should actually do when the ball goes up and get off the wicket and let your wicketkeeper take it. Are you happy with that? <laughs> Playing in England, that's what I learned. County cricket. Ball goes in the air, they yell out pros, and you have yeah. to charge yeah. and take the catch. So Megan Shoot. Keeper, got four hands, let them take the game. My first league game up in Lancashire League, we're playing Baker. Their pro was Roger oh, Harper. Baker. And I walked out to bat and he had I seven he... on the leg side. <laughs> there was a mid-off and a, uh, and a 45 behind point. So after a while, getting there, I'm going, hey, what's going on here? Look at this gap of cover. Mm. So I backed away and because they were a bit sticky, the wickets, I sort of got it on the incline, but it hit it quite well. You know, over cover. And then I just hear this, go get it, Roger. <laughs> my mother, my heart, I reckon I completed one to look up just as he's running, 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 dived and actually caught the ball 50 metres away. As he could. I've heard some amazing stories about that. Yeah. Actually, when I was over there. Got another one, Roger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear those great stories because when you roll up as a professional, they tell you how crap you are. Yeah. You know, you're the shittest professional they've ever had. You know, and Alan Border only made it because he played at East Lancashire. Correct. <laughs> And Mark Taylor, Greenmount, you know, he wouldn't have been a, he wouldn't have been a test playing captain or wouldn't have made the final in because he played at Greenmount. They were brilliant at that. Um, I, I loved it how even if you got a hundred, you were still just you were still shit. And you were still yeah. just you weren't as good as the professional they had last year. Uh, very funny. And I remember getting flogged, we were horrible. And uh, I got two <laughs> two collections because I got a seven for an and a and a seventy. So yeah. I'm Pretty nicked off losing the game. And as a, hey, get up to the bar, pro. You're all two shouts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, back to the girls, though. Um, I was a bit nervous watching it because the actual catching wasn't very good from the girls. We dropped a lot. Mm. Um, but, you know, direct throws to hit the stumps out. The bowling, excellent. Megan Shoot had a great final, great tournament. The spinners were good. Ash Gardner's only 21. Yeah. Like, how good... Is she going to be... She'll dominate women's cricket for the next 15 years. Really no, yeah. explosive. She's a star. Absolute star. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the thing is, I think our women's program has been strong for a long period of time and we're probably a step ahead of the other playing nations in where they're, where they're at in terms of 
you know, access to the, the cricket centre and stuff like that. They'll catch up in the next two or three years and, you know, we'll see the Poms come pretty strong, which they are. New Zealanders are being competitive. The West Indies are the ones to look out they're for. Good. Like their uh, like their men's team, once they get out there and yeah. give it a clobber, anything can happen. But keep investing in, in the women's game. It's, yeah. it's a huge growth area. Like you said, they've got good opportunity to use the mm. COE up in Brisbane. And yeah. Keep investing and stay one step ahead of the team because at the moment they're the... the yeah, I don't know what you've been doing. I've been telling the Sophie to slog the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. I say, get out there, little girl. You whack it as hard and fast it. as you can. Don't worry about technique. That You just belt the living shit out of the Both fast and both slowables <laughs> exactly. as well. That's what you do there. But no, I just think it's fantastic. And whatever they're doing, you wouldn't be looking to change it too much. Then. I wonder how they'll go this weekend. They're on this weekend. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so just before that, though, um, they're going to have a um, parade here in Melbourne oh, tomorrow, cool. Thursday. Um, yeah. So Federation Square. So it's between mm. 12 and 1. So if you're in uh, Melbourne and you're listening to this, that's Thursday, November 29th. But, yeah, the women's BBL starts at the Junction I wonder Oval if they'll look like... Uh, I wonder if any of them will look like KP and Freddie Flintoff <laughs> outside of our parliament uh, after the 2005 Ashes. It'd be pretty funny. Well, if you're listening, us. make sure you get your camera, send it in, uh, the photos here, yeah. and we'll give them a little mention next week, yeah. the girls. But they, they deserve... I know they've got to yep. play this weekend because uh, eight teams over two days at the Junction, fantastic. Um but um, you need to let off a bit of steam, don't you, when you win a World Cup? Well, I texted uh, Sean Fogey to wish him good luck and well done. And uh, it was 5.30 in the morning over there. And apparently the girls were still flying about over there. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, I think you've got to... Let's just successes. cancel the full weekend. Let's just put a barbecue on the junction. Let's just get some cans out there and some champagne. Let's just have a full-on barbecue. Forget the cricket. Let's just enjoy that. But I think it's going to be great. It's on Seven and Fox, and it's yeah. leading into the, the boys you know, starting test match cricket on yeah. Thursday. But, but if you're in Melbourne, unfortunately, I've got two cricket games to go to. Get down there. Yeah, I'm going the down boutique there. boutique oval at the Junction Oval. I expect them to have good crowds. The yeah, weather's supposed crowd. to be good. Yeah, what a, what a venue now. Eh? Great venue. Do you know what time it is, Hodge? Time it is now for David Hussey. This is your cricketing life. Brilliant. I've got all my questions here. Dennis Silly's on the front here. First up, mate, first thing, can you take <laughs> us back to um, memories of backyard cricket Ooh. with Mr. Cricket, Mike Hussey? Weren't great. Weren't happy memories. Uh, How older is he than you? He's two years older oh. than me. Um, and the only way I'd play is if I would win the toss and bat first because I was never going to get him out. So the idea is, yep, you can bat first, face a few balls, hopefully get, get in, bat for, say, five, ten minutes. Then all of a sudden he nicks me off, I bowl to him. And for five hours. Oh, wow. But the key was when he changed from right-handed to left-handed, I thought, you beauty. I'll so what were your first thoughts there going, I'm in the game here? Oh, see, I was smart, strategic. I was saying, mate, I agree with you. I think you should change from right-handed <laughs> to left-handed, thinking he's going to be junk for such a long And you'll get time. more batting time. Unfortunately. Did he start well as the left Yeah, he did. He was very, very focused, very dedicated, and his work ethic is phenomenal. So I look back at those days as, uh, yeah, not fond memories, but they were a nice basis of uh, how we became like good hard workers at, at our And is game. that why you reverted to off-spin, to turn away <laughs> from the left-handed Mr Cricket? 
I reverted off spin because I couldn't be bothered bowling fast, bowling anymore. I couldn't get him Stress out. Stress fracture. Stress fracture. Uh, tape on the tennis ball just come off, so I couldn't be bothered putting the tape back on the tennis ball. So I thought I'll spin the ball away. Did you ever overstep the mark like, regularly? You know, like if the you know consistent stepping of no balls, so you could actually try and penetrate him without you know basically cheating, yeah. trying to get him out regularly. Because well, we hear that from the chapels. Cool. Yeah, like all fast bowlers, you bowl over the line of the nets, don't you? Yeah. So I generally put both feet over the line, bowl bounces at him, and he'd love it. He just Bit would be coming down here, you'd be loving it. Just, um, and, and I think um, your parents had to get involved to, to Regularly conflicts. All, all games finished in fights. Um, I remember throwing... Which a, we encourage with siblings. We love that. I threw a bat at him and I saw his eyes start spinning. I thought, oh, oh time to run. So I yeah. ran and the safest, my safe house was the, the car. And back in the day, yeah. there was no beep to lock all the doors, central locking. It was you had to go around each different door and press the... Is that the why you were so nimble in the field, running away from Mr. Cricket and locking the door? I was petrified of the ball coming towards me in the field as well, so uh, I think that was the the good grounding I had. It's funny because uh, I can't think of any two polar opposites of of (laughs) partners in batting together. Like I loved batting with you, and I hated batting with Mr. Cricket. I only only do it a few times, um, but... So, just to explain it, me and Dave used to... Yeah, we were the crease a long time, period together... And he was sort of very complimentary, like, oh, that's a good shot. Just smack that. Oh, Just yeah. do that. And we did the same thing. Mr. Cricket, so I, I sort of it's thought the relationship was going to be the same. Yeah. I'd walk up and I'd, I'd hit a cover drive and I'd go, oh, what do you think of that shot, Mr. Cricket? And he goes, make sure you switch on the next one. Get in the next ball. Concentrate. Oh, what are you no. doing? And I'm like, man, just enjoy the moment. That was a pretty good shot. He goes, forget that shot. It's gone. It's passed. Forget in the next moment. I'm like, man, just cool the shit down. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> You know, it's pretty cool. So and this is like a psychologist. Yeah, thing. yeah. And he goes, mate, mate, why don't you focus on the next book? And I just said, Mr. C, I've done this a few times. <laughs> just relax. Let's, let's have some fun, brother. It's, it's nervous. We're nervous enough as it is. Yeah. What a nightmare to bat with, let's be honest. <laughs> Horrible. Making my debut for Australia in the 50 over comp, I walked out to bat with him. And I thought, this is a nice touch. You know, family members, brothers. I said, oh, what's happening out of here? He goes, I'm not sure how I'm going to score a run. It's so hard out here. But you cannot give your wicket away because it's harder for the next person. It's like, I'm petrified as it is. I don't want to fail. A fear of failure. And then all of a sudden, he just uh, makes... So they're happen. almost like Mr. Cricket um, batting cliches, oh, aren't they? You know, mm. we've got to make sure we uh, run well between the wickets. Um, <laughs> let's rotate the strike. Yeah, don't get out because it'll be harder for the next one. Like, that, that's just a batting yeah. cliche. Didn't a man has for the complete opposite to him because, you know, if he'd go, oh, run fast, let's knock the singles. We'd just say, listen, I'll just pump it through the covers for four and we don't have to run. Don't have to run. I like it. <laughs> um, T. Huss, uh, this is your cricketing life. Um, the move from Western Australia to Victoria, why? It uh, wasn't for cricket. It was more for work. Uh, I had to get out of Perth. I was a uni graduate at the time and didn't really have a career in in, in mind, so I thought bigger what, what did you study? What was your? I studied sports science, sports management, and business. What's your one? What did you do? At yeah, I'm uh, I'm masters in He's a business master's sport in... management. So what can't it's you working do? Working well, actually. Yeah, look at this guy. We're on fire. Yeah, I'm unemployed. <laughs> yeah, and Huss, actively Huss seeking is. employment is your LinkedIn thing. Mm. Um, so, so what was your job? Uh, so I worked for a marketing company in Perth called Market Force, and I. Worked a couple of days a week while I was at uni, graduating, and then an opportunity from the Paran Career Club said, would you like to come over? I did not know that. And me being a forward thinker, I thought, without being too selfish, thought I could use Paran Career Club to move all my stuff over, find me a place to stay, 
play True. a bit of cricket. That's why you get a degree to do that sort exactly. of shifty stuff. Mm. Be a bit smart. Fortunately, work in me didn't really work out, so made a few runs and fortunate enough to play a lot of cricket for Victoria, so it worked out quite Which well. is a lot better than doing that shit that you're going to do anyway, <laughs> let's be honest. You just went so. Michael Clark there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm allowed to, I've never heard him swear, though. No, Swearing's my only fault. Yeah, you are. You so drop a few. I'll probably get the sack for it somewhere along the line. Hey, hey, hey. No, yeah. you won't, Bradley. I'll tell you uh, what, I'll tear them great cricketers apart, you watch. <laughs> uh, we'll get onto them later, competitors. Uh, D Huss, what about... Uh, what, what did you notice about the Western Australian um, culture compared to the Victorian culture? Oh, Victorian culture. So I first rocked up to uh, state training at the Vicks and I didn't know what to expect. And there was a few little clicks floating around and then I got guinea pigged or cattle prodded into the nets. And I thought, oh, who are these bowlers up the back? And they were all club bowlers. And one was Shane Harwood. Mm. Oh, yeah. Stickers. Wow. And I just expected Fast. a nice little, we're going to look after ourselves. Um, He's got know. tats. Oh, he's got tats everywhere. I think his smoke was hanging out of his yeah. mouth as he's running into bowl. But being club players, I thought, oh, we got this kinship no. that we can look after each other. No, no, no. So I walked out of that 20-minute net getting battered and bruised. And then the, the big fish came in, the Hodges, the Elliots uh, for the likes. Yeah. And uh, they got these nice, medium, gentle yeah. paces. We'll face the spinners. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched you guys belt them all over the thing. And then but once I left that net, I was thinking... Well, wow, that's what you have to be. How you have to that have, level, yeah, that level to be uh, a great other game. So. Let's talk about Stickers Harwood for a second, because you know and I we faced him a lot. In the, he oh. just tried to kill everyone. Yeah, Every, it didn't matter whether he's your friend or not. He just wanted to kill you in the nets. It was horrible. He had to torture. get treated for bouncer-itis, didn't he? <laughs> well, the, just... the sort of senior you got, you could go up to Shippy and so ship, you know, just to... number three net for me, please, you know, because you saw stickers was in number one or two. I'll, I'll stay away from him and Mickey. I'll just go into the... <laughs> so you know what I used to do, though? <laughs> Chuck him a new ball and say, I don't reckon you can swing this away from ah, me. Ah, Keep the ball pitched up. <laughs> And then he'd chuck it on the ground because he wouldn't swing it. Yes. And grab an old ball. science degree oh, just man. showing out yeah, there. Yeah. Not many balls were full, put it that way. Uh, what about Herbie Elliott? Oh. You had a good rapport with him. What was it like batting with Matthew? Uh, I found it hard batting with Matthew, but what a great player he was. Um, I found Why it was hard it hard, though? Because he had so many different theories about different bowlers. Oh, did you see that in his load-up? And he ended up confusing me, whereas I'm a bit like you, uh, Relaxed. We're instinctive players. Yeah, we are. So how would Matthew Elliott go batting with Michael Hussey? I think they'd spend a lot of time at the non-strikers, away from each other. Because that'd be too, too many questions for each other? When, once Matthew's in, he's easy to bat with. He's relaxed, he's cool. Mate, yep, you're going fine. He's not really yeah. in, in the conversation where... Uh, batting with Hodge, for example, you'd say, oh, mate, I'm battling with this bowler here. He said, don't worry, I've got him. Yeah. Uh, be cool. I'll tell you what you That's were, good. Huss, is you were Matthew Elliott's bodyguard most times uh, if he fancied having a beer at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> after about his second, he was an absolute nightmare. Yes. <laughs> but, but good team by Mr. Oh, uh, absolutely, Mr. 100%. 100%. Hey, how important was your county stint? You know, very that, does that push your level into that I can dominate attacks and... Because uh, you averaged about 60 or 70 over there, didn't you? It was good. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect, but I sort of watched Hodge, my brother, Matthew Elliott, Matthew Hayden play all this county stuff, and I thought, oh, it would be a good opportunity to go over and play one stage. And fortunately, Damien Martin pulled out of playing Ooh. for Knotts. And then the coach rang and said, you've played one year of Shield Creek, would you like to come over for the whole season? I said, yeah, okay. And I think you made mm. 300 the year before, <laughs> and they, they were keen on getting you, but you had another year at Leicester. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought... Good joint. Uh. 
So fortunately, <laughs> I fell on my feet there, and full well knowing that they were going to flick me after one year and get the great Bradley Hodge. Yeah. Um, but yep. it ended up working well because you got to face different bowlers, different conditions. They weren't great fast bowlers, but they could swing the ball, couldn't they? I thought it was amazing. And I think for development-wise, yep. we, we often discuss that the more times you actually walk out to the middle of Mark's centre, yep. you, know, you, just, you just grow as a player. I mean, if you look at our careers, Michael Klinger as well, um, you know, Buck Rogers. Even the era before you guys. All that, that even, yeah. Vanilla border onwards. So you just can't get, you know, 60 to 70 knocks in a year. And over there you can. So it was pretty cool because if you missed you out on the... Matthew Hayden really developing his sweep shot yeah. over there. You know, so you can go over there with a to add to a skill. Mm. And you've got time to not only practice it, but use it in games. Well, I remember playing against Ian Blackwell. Remember Ian Blackwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was bowling Somerset, bowling. wasn't he? Somerset, yeah. Mm. Bowled over the wicket into this rough. And we we're playing for a draw, and I had no idea what to do here. Like I'm playing at the ball, missing it, um, nicking, falling short, bat pad. And I said to Darren Bicknell, he's a good friend of mine. I said, "Mate, what do I do here? I don't know what to do." He said, "You'll figure it out. You're the overseas." It's like, sure enough, two balls later, nicked off the first slip, walked off, and the coach just gave it to me. He just pat up. Mickey Newell, Mickey was it? Mickey Newell, mm. just pat up, just. You won't get given LB. Well, exactly. But I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. But you were and become a better player. Hey, uh, uh, we went out to tweets to ask uh, any questions to our special guest, (laughs) David Hussey. Got one from a Luke Fletcher. Asked David about a broken nose when he was in knots one year, (laughs) night before a one-day game. It wasn't a night before. Wow. I organised my 30th birthday over there at the Great Walkabout Hotel in yes, Nottingham. Yes, good, yeah. good time. Invited the whole club and, uh, yeah, having a good time. Everything was for free, would you believe? And uh, That's self-promotion, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Australian music going. Yeah. Yeah. Australian music, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I didn't realise at the time, I had two pints of beer, but my... <laughs> Beer was vodka potted. Oh, dear. oh no! Now the comms good at that. Oh, yeah. oh, really? That shits me. That, that I don't think do that's that. good. Because you're happy to drink beer, but you know it's not good. So yeah, we're, carry we're upstairs, and I thought I've got to go to the bathroom. So I walked downstairs, down another set of stairs, and went to the toilet. As I'm going upstairs, my eyes start spinning, and I'm thinking, oh. I'm not great here. Missed the first step, bang! No shattered everywhere. Yeah, and you win. Caught my caught a cab to the uh, NHS. Got glued up. Oh. Yep, two days later, these massive black eyes and had to play a one-dayer against uh, Warwickshire. I said to the coach, I can't play, I can't see the ball. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. be right. Yeah. Mm. I think I got run out without facing a ball. So Perfect. Well, you couldn't see. <laughs> it worked out well. You actually ran the wrong we won, way. We won the game. That'll probably get you five weeks off in this current <laughs> environment. So we'll wait. We'll put you in cotton wool. You'll be fine. That Luke Fletcher, he's uh, the opening bowler for yeah. Knotts. Is that right? Great, Great guy, Luke, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one I think got hit, didn't he, in the follow-through. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not surprising. He's not the quickest move in the world. <laughs> and likes to bowl too full. That's why. Pitch the ball. Yeah, I'd, so I'd rather go. The I'm playing T20 cricket. Yeah. I'd rather than play some short balls. Bloody tiny though, knots. Hard oh. the ball square the wicket there. Um, what about um, the the IPL? Oh, I remember you batting for Victoria, and there was an auction going on um, up at the SCG. You bowled them everywhere, and you went out to bat, and then you come back. Did you actually get a hundred that night? Yeah, a I did. Hundred. Yeah. So you got a hundred quick runs, and then um, close to three quarters of me and extra in the. Pocket, yeah, it was, I thought it was 1.4, actually. No, 6.20, easy, easy. It was great to commentate, because you're actually short. commentating your batting and how much your price is going up. Well, I didn't really know what was going on in the, in the IPL. I didn't really understand it fully, but we already qualified for the final. We were mm. going down to Tassie yeah. at this 50-over comp for Victoria. 
I said to Greg Shippard, who was the head coach, so I'm going to have a bit of a whoopsie here and see what happened. It was a gentle attack, so I just kept swinging, and balls were flying everywhere, and <laughs> ended up getting 100, and this IPL auction happened. Yeah. But I'm, I think I'm a good judge of the room, and it was awkward because it was only Cam White and I were in the room that were in the IPL auction, but there were better players than us in the team. Oh, Hodge wasn't in. He wasn't in the auction. And I was like, oh, I'm really happy that I've gone for this yeah, much money, but... yet... Why wasn't I in? What was I thinking? Why didn't you go in? You, you, were, you were only 35. You were in your <laughs> mid-career. You were mid-career. I was giving back to the community. I was getting myself prep for East Sam. Uh, yeah. You were playing for Australia at the time, I reckon. Yeah, maybe you Bloody must Australia. <laughs> Robbed me of good coin. <laughs> but yeah, it was an awkward time because I was elated yet bittersweet for Hodge. Um, I think McDonald was still playing at that stage and we had some really good players. Dirk Nannis was playing. Yeah. So we had some really good good, team. good players, but unfortunately we lost the final that year too. Um, hey, mate, what about 69 one days for Australia? Um, average over 50 first class cricket. Um, so people look at that in years to come going, how didn't he play test match cricket? Were, were you ever close? Uh, well, apparently I was close for the test series uh, Ashes India. lost. Oh, India, yeah, India. but rewind a little bit further. Actually, sorry, I do remember that India one, but yeah, sorry. So going. Ashes lost. Uh, Greg Chappell rang two days before this tour game, Victoria v England. There's a test match in the Wacker about a week later, and he said, if you get runs in this tour match, you're a good chance of playing oh, wow. for Australia. So Thanks for the pressure, yeah. So batting at number four, one for none, two for ten, I'm out there, wickets a highway, and you know when you're that utopia moment, yeah. I'm going to get a few runs here. Got to about 60-odd at tea time, thinking... I'm in here. I'm yeah. Give me my baggy green now. As I'm walking off the ground, the team or well, the squad got announced oh. on the MCG scoreboard. What? Oh, and I didn't want to go out to bat after that. I was, yeah, pretty disappointing. Oh, but. wow. Obviously, the that. one team wasn't in operation back then, <laughs> and or GC didn't know about it. What was worse, though, they picked like a squad of 16. I wasn't in that either. So and GC had worded you up a yeah, little bit. It was like it's a, funny, like, you hope every generation, you know, because every era has those stories. You always hope the next generation, the communication gets better. That's but true. But it yeah. doesn't, no, does it's it? it's awful. It's yeah. awful. So how do you improve that? I, I don't know. I, I like to think that it's, well, it's going to happen now. If there's no better time, now's the just time. Just be straight up. Yeah. And but the thing I notice, and, and talking to, to modern-day players as well, once you've played for Australia, even when you're like 34, 35 and haven't played for a few, there's still a 1% chance. You just think, <laughs> if I get 800 runs this year, oh. um, you know, but just some simple playing um, conversations. And... You know, like I like, you know, Kadich was told by Andrew Hildage, that'll be it, you won't play again. But he punches out, what, 1,500 runs <laughs> and forces you yeah, to play back. Yeah, he was spot on the mark there, Diggy Hildage, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and then average 50 yeah. as an opener after that. Um, hey, mate, and... Talk us through the 69 uh, one yeah. days. I mean, uh, look, one of the things which I found your career there frustrating is the movement from position to position. Yep. And I thought you played your role pretty well in all conditions that you're after, but... Similar to us Victorians, or even though you you were sort of like always the first one that was kicked out of the side, that I I find that frustrating as a onlooker and also a teammate. But you know, how did you feel, or how did you cope with those sort of things? Not great. Um, it's hard because you play you bat four or five for Victoria in the one day team, and you develop relationships, don't you? You yeah. actually perform reasonably well. Then you get the opportunity to play for Australia, and you. Instead of playing the way you played for Victoria when you play for Australia, it changes. Yeah. You've worked so hard to get to that level and all of a sudden you go tight or you, I just don't want to get out here. You don't take any risk or you don't play the way you want it's to hard. play. It is hard. 
And I guess it, it's all about pressure of playing international cricket. But that role definition you've been talking about the last few podcasts and faith in you, it's so important at every level, isn't it? Yeah, well, if the communication to Huss was, was fine or simple in the fact that, well, we've got uh, Michael Clark at number four who's going to generally accumulate. accumulate, then someone like Huss, who's a high strike rate player anyway, probably needs to be given trust and faith that, hey, it's going to go wrong from time to time. And we don't need you to be that accumulator because we've got... Uh, we've got the skipper Less about here. the average, more about your strike rate. Yeah, so, look, but that's the reality is that when you clunk a couple of times, they go, thanks for your time, you were shitting out yeah. you go. That's where it gets really tough because we know that you actually put in there and you can play a role in the position that you actually get given. Yeah. But you just take what you're given at the time and just hope it works out. What was your highest score in one-day cricket for Australia? Uh, 123 against the really, really strong Netherlands. At <laughs> I believe they were full strength. Yeah. What was your highest score in one-day uh, cricket for 111 Australia? 111, maybe. Against a again? very strong Scottish attack. So yeah. just a bit of advice for you two. <laughs> in hindsight, you don't get 100 against the minnows. You want your highest score to be 88 against England or... 90 against South Africa. Very disappointed in you two. Both got degrees, right? Mm. Both got degrees, but you weren't smart enough to know, oh, what's your high score? Netherlands and Scotland. Yeah, I should have run myself out at 98. (laughs) No, you should have just got out. Should have. It's like um, when you get best bowling figures of of 6 for 70 and a 50 over game. Don't bother getting the wickets. You want your best figures to be 5 for 40. I'll tell you what happened there as well. Talking about county cricket, uh, Darren Maddy, who played for Leicestershire, he cashed in and got 250, I think, against the universities. Everyone else tries to get out against the universities because you don't want to bet. Is that his highest first class score? Highest first class score, Darren Maddy. Maddy, if you want to... I think it's 212. We need to check that out. Lukey Fletcher listens. Maddy, if you're listening, disappointed. Um, Hey, mate, what about uh, the new job at Mm. Kookaburra? Yep. Bittersweet, is it the sort of role that Tim Payne was potentially looking at a year ago? And do you regret that maybe if Payne had taken the job, you could be captaining Australia in Test Match Cricket? It's worked out quite well for him, hasn't it? I think he made the right call. Uh, No, I definitely wasn't going to go back and play cricket. But um, yeah, it was exactly the role Tim Payne had. I was going down the coaching path and got a call up by Cookerbarrow. Would you be willing to interview for this role? And quite fortunately, uh, fallen on my feet there. Very good organisation, always trying to improve their balls. And oh, I've got one here, actually. Yeah, actually, just, yeah. just quickly getting into it. We know the Kookaburra bats inside out. Yeah. A lot of conjecture, you know, about the Kookaburra ball. So you've got a pink one there. Yeah, so this is the evolution of the pink ball. So I don't know if you both know, but when it first started, the pink ball had um, green Yeah, seams. they couldn't see it. Couldn't see. So then I thought, right, let's go to white seams. Couldn't see that with yeah. the, uh, the sideboards. So they go on the black. So it's just constant evolution. And then... It's, it appears to be a lot more lacquer and all that on, on the pink ball these yeah, days so too. Yeah, so the biggest criticism, criticism was that the ball wasn't lasting, the shine on the ball wasn't lasting, so now they put more lacquer on the ball. It's actually generally swinging for, for well, probably 60 overs now, and it's quite a good cricket ball. I'll tell you what was great in the Adelaide Test match. Uh, it was amazing because, yeah. you know, when the, when it was shining... Um, this ball swinging, which traditionally the Kookaburra is not known to swing no. for a long period of time. It swung all day. It was fantastic. Hey, that feels great in the hand too. You know, sometimes um, when balls just... Is that a small oh, ball? When it's they a f- women's ball. Man. Oh, yeah. But when they feel a little bit too round, yep. but the seam's nice there and shine up. But it's interesting because, um, you know, we, we believe that there'll be more day-night test match Hopefully, cricket. Hopefully, yeah. So the ball there plays has to be. such yeah. a big oh, part yeah. in that though. 
but through trial and error, obviously they had more grass on the pitches. That does help the ball to a degree. But um, to think that it's got to this way, um, that, as you were going to say, test match cricket should pretty much... We should play at least two a year. I think every test match should be under lights, actually. when well, Unfortunately, when you switch on test cricket and you look at the uh, coverage in Dubai, UAE, and there's not one single soul in the stadium, then you switch to Sri Lanka and the same thing. Um, I think there's some serious issues Well, it can't be worse, there. has it? You know, in Sri Lanka, no. the, the one-day games, are, uh, obviously a lot of spectators get mm. there, and New Zealand, South Africa. Yeah. But for test match crickets, if they played day-night test cricket, would, would they just get at least five to 10,000? Yep. So much more atmosphere. And I think it would encourage people that you don't have to go for the whole day either. Well, no one's got time to go for yeah. a whole day anymore anyway. We've talked to some corporates who used to go and you know, drink cans at the one day internationals all day or a test match, you know, that was it was well known thing. But now you actually haven't got a chance. So it's popping down after for a game of cricket after work on a Thursday or Friday night, mm. like you can do at a footy match, you know, from Collins Street in Melbourne, you just roll down to the MCG, it's fantastic. You can watch a, a quarter of a cricket match and you have some cans, you're on a good time. Hey, and why have you got the white and red one there? No, Is that to see, help swing bowlers, yeah. just to see that's going down straight? A lot of the uh, Vic Fast bowlers, Scotty Boll and Chris Tremaine, Peter Siddle, they always ask for a two-coloured ball because, or a, yeah, two-coloured ball because they want to see if their seam's upright. So and if it's wobbling that way, they're not happy. You're the bowler. Mm. But then if yeah. they're coming down that back half of the ball... So Mitchell Johnson wouldn't want one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Optional scene, day. He'd, he... he'd want a quarter one. Yeah, exactly. There'd be a real real chance there. But you can just feel it. And, and how much feedback do you get from, from players regarding the ball? You know, do you actively seek that yeah, I do, from yeah. the current players? Yeah, I do. So that's probably part of the, the biggest role I've got now is to get feedback from the balls from all the current state players, which... You give them um, well an opportunity to speak out about the ball. It actually helps our development. We want to continually improve our balls, and this is probably a, a prototype of uh, what we want to do for for a training purpose going forward. Pretty yeah. cool. What about this bad boy here, the orange one? Yeah, so I brought this in just to show that we can't. We just don't do just pink, white, red balls. We do actually have an orange ball. So as who's, well. who, where are they getting used? So more in clubland, um, just around the. Perhaps uh, T20 competitions who play midweek games. Brighton Union. Brighton Union. Well done. Mm, exactly. Well, when we used to play Shield games, we used orange balls. In I the hated 90s. it. I, look, I'm colourblind and I had big troubles with the pink. The orange one was a nightmare the first time it ever got trialled. I think it was Buzzard McNamara from, from. Quicker bouncer? Yeah, he had a quicker bouncer. He was generally probably 130, yeah? He felt like he was the absolute speed of sound and bowling 150 with his orange thing. Wow. That was that was probably nineteen ninety seven maybe. Right. You know, but I do like you know, seeing a lot of these Tuesday night yeah, um, club games and, and use the different colour balls. It's something and, different, isn't it? It's so, cool. Yeah. yeah, people of the modern day want colours. We want we want yeah. colour, all sorts of things. No. Well, Huskin, keeping the role going, mate. They're at Kookaburra, and um, that was David Hussey. This is your cricketing life. This is your cricketing life. No, I haven't got something for him. I'm just, I'm just keen to know someone who's been uh, involved in all three forms. Which is your favourite format? Test cricket, T20, or one day, one dayers? If you ask my wife, she'd say T20 because it paid the most money. Yes, um, agree with her. <laughs> but I like Shield cricket the best because it was more about me v the bowler. The bowler had to get me out, sort of thing, and. That was my utopia. Whereas T20 cricket, you're actually allowed to get out. You're playing for the team. You're mm. allowed to get out. Whereas Shield cricket, they had to get you out. Yeah. yeah. Did you see a change? You know, we've been talking about Shield cricket from Shield cricket the way it was played when you first started to what it was like when you finished up. Uh, Did you see much drop in standard, or 
Um, did you see the impact of maybe that the fast bowlers, Australian ones, not playing as much, or was it always the way? Oh, it's a good back question. Then? Well, I think when I first started, I was more in awe of the players I was playing with and against. So you, you went to bed early, no drinking until the end of the game. You're no. just a bit of a nerd. And then, like, once you get through the grades and you start becoming that senior player, then you start thinking, right, um, this it does get easier sort of thing. But I remember when we were playing, I used to watch Hodge, Elliot play, Arnberger play, um, John Moss was play. Oh. Yeah, Matthew Mott play. I just kept looking at these boys. You didn't watch Motty play, did you? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking, what do they no do differently? No should have to watch Motty play. <laughs> what do they do differently that check. I could implement into yep. my game to make me a better player? And you don't take it all on board, but you just pick out little golds. And... Well, that's David Hussey. This is your life, part two. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just had a little bit extra there. Okay, you know what time it is. It's time for uh, the reason why, I don't know if you've caught this one, David Hussey, this is the reason celebrities have just gone a little bit cold on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, because if there is any self-promotion on their behalf, this man knows. Oh, no. Who you know on this week, Roger? Right, I'm going to first I'm gonna first off start with uh, a friend of ours, Huss, uh, and he might be a friend of yours, Flem, as well, but... It's not um, true, is it? Well, I'm not even sure if he was a, f- a friend at the start. He was a, he was a fitness trainer, so... David Bailey, <laughs> who's currently employed yeah, by Cricket Australia. Australia, has taken a photo with the girls after their victory. Uh, at least two of these strongly disliked me circa 2003-2004. Some things don't change, but this was a very special moment to share with, with them almost 15 years later at Southern Stars, hashtag T20, hashtag Antigua. So he's got these his photos. He turned it into him. Yes. He won the World Cup final. He, he it's about the girls. It so, yeah, he's not saying congratulations, uh, Alyssa Villani and blah, 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 who was ever in the photo. It's just, it's all about me. <laughs> so we know what you're doing, Dave. Oh, these folks. He's looking for a new job, I reckon. Um, on next to uh, a man who's been very vocal, you know, in, in the last 24 hours and, and, a, and a true professional in the self-media promotion awards as, as our friend Michael Clark. Well, he's on top. The pup. He's on top already. And he continues to be on top, and I'll tell you why. Always fun chatting to this man at Rohit Sharma, 45, at Hublot, Australia. No pup. No pup. We know um, what you're doing. Uh, and what's amazing about this is Rohit Sharma also makes an appearance for self-promotion. Did he reply to that? He retorted thanking Michael Clark and Hublot Australia <laughs> for the same shitty promotion they're actually doing. Um, boys, take your watches and push on. Eh? Well, what about this? Pup and Rohit Sharma. How about you just text each other? <laughs> just text each other. Just text. You don't need to chuck it out there. Potentially win. We know what you're doing. Now, speaking of, of Puppy's employment, um, uh, he's here uh, ready to rock at SPN Sports India. Puppy, we know, buddy. Yeah. Uh, just an honourable mention. I just wanted to get him in. Um, yeah. And there's no nude photos, but our good friend Greg Norman. Shark, the yeah. shark is back, but not in a big way. Uh, this is just to... Uh, thrilled to have at KNG Golf Links Vietnam being named Best New Course in Asia by atgolf.com in the December 2018 edition of Golf Magazine. Yeah. Congrats to my at GNGCD team. We keep producing quality memorable golf courses for our clients. Shark, 
Get naked, get nude. Um, we don't need you to promote your golf courses. They're making you a shitload of money. Be you know more that? obvious. He's trying to be a bit more Isn't subtle. He? And that's Isn't not he? shark. That's it's not, not you, buddy. That's not, that's not going to get him back-to-back um, awards here. That's not getting you there. And uh, a man, another man who's consistently up the leaderboard this year is uh, the king, Shane Warne. And I just thought I'd put this one in because it's, it's not hashtag spin. There's no spin. No spin. It's not even swinging or seaming. There's no spin, there's no swing or seam. But great night spent with at Brooke Warren and Jackson Warren 18. I'm not even sure why you actually, His kids, your kids yeah. actually even have Twitter handles, but they do. <laughs> no, but they're old enough now. For the hashtag all in for charity poker night. Now, we love it for charity. Yes. Um, that's great. Well done to the at Hashem management group for another terrific event. Okay, just uh, not, not a massive one. It's just there. But it's just there. It's just there. We know what you're doing. Uh, and, uh, he doesn't want to drop down the leaderboard now. No, we don't. Uh, and this one's a big week. This is a big week for this guy. And this is probably his first votes, actually. And that's uh, Shane Watson. Ooh. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, it? it is surprising, actually. But not long until I'm back home with the family in Sydney. Looking forward to having another great summer in Australia with my little one's wife at Lee Watson 24. Well, of course you're going to have fun with your wife. and like yeah. There's no need to put that shit out there, what I... <laughs> yeah, um, got a profile. This, this summer, we've partnered with oh. at Golden Circle AU for their Get Out Camp Out campaign to win some awesome prizes, hashtag GC partner. So he's added in the, in, in the prize. Yep. There. So what, I'm expecting big things from Watto because he's been quiet, but once the, the BBL gets going, yep. he's got the Pakistan Super League, he's got the IPL. Yep. Um, he's going to come very quickly here. So he's gone back to back. He's ramped it up again, the Watson. And uh, look, I'm not sure what he's doing here. He's sitting there on his iPad. One of my favourite things to do on a day is to go out for a yummy <laughs> breakfast. Thanks to at American Express for helping me find the best cafes wherever I am in the world. Hashtag Amex Ambassador. Hashtag Amex Life. What is are there you any are? more Amex you could get in there? He's absolutely He's maxed on out. He's Amex tagging. Yep. And this one's a little big. Uh, on to our next person. That's A.B. De Villiers. Who uh, he's been votes before? Yeah. Hi guys, here are my five emerging picks from the UAE T20X roster at UAE T20X roster. Look for them. There's not even no. that competition's not even happening. <laughs> so, I mean, Hus said he must be getting paid for it. Outside. He must be getting his cash because that's the only way you do that shit. We, the only thing that could be worse is he still thinks it's going on yes that's right and <laughs> it could possibly well be um and look this last person is of serious concern Hus, and, I, and i can't tell you how desperate we are for this man to find his stones again <laughs> and mitchell johnson oh, who we God. know is the toughest guy we've ever met yeah the most scariest to face yep. And when you see that left arm oh. pumping in at you with the tattoos and the big arms running there, all we're doing is batsmen is running the square leg. Yes. We are shitting our pants. Anyway. That's another pup. His Black Friday sale. New collector 398 with K Kin Apparel. Use code Mitch30 to get 30% off at kinapparel.com. Be quick as it ends midnight. 
This is that shitty thing he was at that fashion parade last time. But he's got a special code that's got his name in it. I'll tell you what he's doing. He's following the path of the Cricket Australia team mantra. Be tame, timid and gentle. (laughs) You know what I want? Mitchell Johnson, please tell us what we want, Flem. Is it elite (laughs) honesty? Is it elite honesty? Is that what you want from these people? Well, I'm not even sure what elite honesty is. Is that the Um, last one? Because from what I've known from the past 25 years in my cricket history, I haven't had any honesty ever. (laughs) And it's complete, absolute lies and fabricated bullshit. But anyway, back to Mitchell. Um, Mitchell, come on. Toughen up, man. Get into some cars. Do some racing. Get on some gym. Get into some judo stuff and have a fight with your missus. Whatever it takes. I prefer that to that. Yeah. Give it away. You get 30% off. Well, anyway, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving him 30% off. That's just 10 votes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and Pup's 10 just for the double mention. Mm. I'm going Watto, 8. Yeah. Um, sneaky ones. Warnie, I don't bother too much. That's just a little one. This is keeping him up on the That's scoreboard. That's keeping him up there. Who else have I missed there? You missed A.B. De Villiers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give him one because I've got a sneaky feeling he doesn't know that tournament's called off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, David Bailey. Oh, gee, that's eight. Yeah, I, I thought so as well. But the, the girls have won. They've won. Well done to the girls. I know we had some tough times when I first started. Yeah. Um, but it, there's no I in that. No. There, there, there's just well done girls. That's self-promotion. That's the social media self-promoter, Huss. Make sure you don't get on it. Right. Uh, hey, boys, just a quick one. Uh, the Retro Book Review is one of our ex-teammates or idols, Dean Jones' One Day Magic. Yep. And if there was one man at the time who could write the book on One Day Magic, we know it was Dino, wasn't he? 100%. We heard the story from Richo yesterday about Oakley Sunglasses. Oakley's. So we were just talking about the legend himself, actually, and he, he equates the success of Oakley Sunglasses... Yeah. To him taking a slips catch at the whacker, he said Oakley were dead until he hung sideways and took this hanger. Accurate. Oh, he took a great catch. What's he wearing there? <laughs> Oakley sunglasses. Yep. And, uh, and, and probably a one-day game. But as a player, this guy wrote the book, didn't he? As a one-day player, he dominated, averaged close to 50. And then, you know the one thing I liked about, or loved about Dino? Those little one-percenters went batting. No one ran better between the wickets no. than, than Dino. No one could actually count the balls of the over left <laughs> than and, and the chance to get a single. Yeah. But just in this one, he's got help from Simon O'Donnell and um, Rodney Marsh there. He talks about the different shots. So this is back in 1991. This is how innovative Dino was. He's gone, there's, um, these are called the big shots. There are slight variations of the orthodox shots. But the lap, no one was talking about the lap in 1991. You know no. who was? <clears throat> Dino. The squirt. Do you know what the squirt is? <laughs> Squirts when you go to the toilet, isn't it? <laughs> this is the version of the late cut. It's a good percentage shot because there's rarely slip fielders. So the squirt is the... The guy. It's a guy, isn't it? Guide. Not, not, to, not his guide says the squirt, oh. the quick step, run down the wicket. This is the unorthodox version of the cover drive. What? So they've got a strong leg side field, and you move your feet, and you just 
quick step it through the covers. He's talking absolute junk here, Dan. <laughs> well, you should have read this book and you would have... How many... I fell asleep every time. The charge, the charge, so we know the charge. Yep, we like that. Uh, The hoik, cow hit, or drop kick. Which one is it? I didn't know. No, they're all the same thing. These are shots of my specialty because they are, to my strength, the onside. It hits them over cow corner. The reverse sweep. No one was talking about that. Besides Mike Gatting, no one's talking about that. Maybe that's where Usman got this from. Maybe he read the Dean Jones One Day Magic. Well, and thought, I want a, a piece fan of, of uh, the Biology Report. Also, yeah. if you could just tweet us in the affirmative. And he goes, I tried the reverse sweep once. It was against New Zealand in the World Cup match at Indoor. Bob Simpson sent out some batting gloves with a message. If you ever play that shot again, you'll never play for Australia again. Good So there's some good messages. But the one I wanted to focus on here, D Huss, was... Chapter 3, if you're reading at home, go to Chapter 3, page 17. That no ball, a run out. So Dino was batting against the West Indies Mm -hmm. in Guyana. He was run out off a no ball. Mm. Um, He got to three, and this is the, you know, talking about high expense here, and this is why the sponsors are involved. (laughs) The amount of money I put into this high tech. So he reached three, there's Dino there. Courtney Walsh is bowling. So he bowls a ball, right? (laughs) Dino tries to hit it through the leg side. Bang. Stunts. Oh, Jeff Dujon. We've lost Jeff Dujon there. Right? So he's out. So you know at the border ground, you know Georgetown, the old one, it's nuts. It's so loud, right? So he's hearing all the whistles and the cheers and all this sort of stuff, and he's waddling off. You know who's batting with him? AB. So he goes, hey, sorry, AB. AB's going nuts, going, it's a no ball. Get back there, Right? So he can't hear. He just thinks, you know, Captain Grumpy's grumpy. Because <laughs> like, but AB's going, get back there. So from behind the wicket, um, who actually runs him out? Well, it's Jeffrey back here. He's, so he's, Viv Richards is the captain. He's going, mate, run him out. And it was Gordon Greenwich. It might have been Carl Hooper. Mm-hmm. So Hoops comes from Gully. So to run him out, would he have had to take the stump out yep. and ball? Yeah. So Hoops has done this. Dino tried to get back there. Then he walks off slow thinking, oh, these guys will know the, you know, the spirit of the game and get returned. Yeah. No. So Dino has to walk all the way. We might as well get him off there. <laughs> and then he's back in the dressing rooms and the media liaison is Paddy Keane, who works at the AFL now. Keane ran into the dressing rooms excitedly with a Laws of Cricket book. He's not attempting a run. 38.2. If a no ball has been called, the striker shall not be given run out unless... He's attempting a single or have ambition to run. Dino and Laurie Saul go to the match referee. Can Dino go out there later? And the, the main umpire, uh, Kumbabach, says, when asked why he gave, didn't bring him back, and Kumbabach goes, because I thought Jones was attempting a run. <laughs> And as the great Dino says, taking a run after a being clean, bold, middle stump, fair dinkum. <laughs> so that's a great, it retailed at nine ninety five and nine ninety one. Good luck trying to get that for nah. under $500. Easily. This Easily. Year. 500 bucks right there, you can take well, it. I reckon Dino bucks. bought all of them. So you'll have to email Dino to buy them. Like Batsy using Huss? Yep. Kookaburra. Kookaburra, one of the first Was that the Ridgeback? Him and Ian Is Hill. it the Ridgeback? Tell you what, I love that cricket bat. The Ridgeback. So I was saved. so jealous of Dino and that bat yeah. in particular. You had the Beast though, didn't you? Yeah, I had the Beast. But um, when he was playing for Australia, 
That's who I wanted to be. Yep. That's the person that I wanted to be. Well, one day magic. Well done, Dino. Okay, the outro. Oh, just, um, oh yeah, just some great news. Just when you think cricket's on the slide and a um, lot of negativity besides, obviously, the, the women's um, T20 World Cup, the ICC, and if there's a better organisation in the world that shows genuine leadership, senses the mood that mood's going down here, and we need to change the whole mood of international cricket. They have done this genius move. The 2020 um, T20 competition here in 2020, T20 in 2020, was formerly known as the World T20. The ICC have been... Just thinking, is it right? How do we get the mood up? They've changed it to the T20 World Cup. Genius. So it used to be known as the World T20. Oh, that hasn't quite worked. It's now called, in 2020, it's the T20 World Cup, Hodge. It's amazing. I'd be, I'd be more than happy to sit in Dubai and do jack shit and come up with that. No, but that's why they get the big bucks. Yeah, it's tax-free dollars as well. So, Joff Relodice has taken it. Oh, that might have been, actually, I'll get on to Joffa. Yeah. That might have been his role. I wonder how long that took. That's at least three or four board meetings. To get. Hush, you're on the board now. That must be at least three or four meetings to get years. that passed. So I years. think we'll just finish up now because no doubt you're listening. You're bored. You can't wait. You're going to have a great day. You're going to have a great day, aren't you? Now here, we know it's a T20 I'll, World I'll, Cup. I'll sleep better tonight. What about D Huss? <laughs> Sensational. Well, on debut. We'll have thank to get you back. Good luck with Kookaburra. Thank you. Good luck, Cricket Victoria yeah, board. This little fella yeah, here. He'll get his free filet mignon come Christmas time <laughs> for sure. And Canadian listeners, you know, we used to have eight. We're double. Yes. Yeah. Reach out there. Who are we reaching out to today? Uh, maybe know, our yeah. Mongolian listeners. We got anyone? Yes. No. Oh, maybe that's our goal next That's week. our goal. Well, we'll give you an update um, on their cricket. That's the Bolology Report. Keep yes. swinging. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.